0: Dash two thousand and twenty four. We hope to see you January nineteenth and or January twentieth, and can't wait to connect with you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Ashley Barlow Company Podcast. I'm Ashley Barlow, your host. If you are a parent, Welcome back to the Special Education Advocacy Podcast with Ashley Barlow. I'm Ashley Barlow and I'm so happy you're here. I will never forget my first meeting where we talked about the transition to adulthood. Oh my gosh, was it chaotic. I honestly thought that people were speaking in a foreign language. It was so confusing, nobody knew what the protocols were, what the processes were that we should follow, what evaluations we should have. Everybody was in the dark. Boy, oh boy, have I learned a lot since that first meeting on transition. I have transitioned pretty darn streamlined in my special education law practice, and I've learned so much of those strategies from advocates like Jawanda Mast and from self-advocates like Rachel Mast. Today, Jawanda and Rachel, who you heard talk in a few a few episodes ago. Today, they are talking about Rachel's transition to adulthood. I am so excited to share this episode with you. Don't forget that Rachel uses a script. And if you would like to access the script in order to follow along today's podcast, you can find it over on the website, ashleybarlowco.com. It will be in the show notes for today's episode. I'm so happy that you guys could join us again and we can continue our discussion. We had such a fruitful and helpful discussion about advocacy, both self-advocacy and then policy advocacy. Um, And you all are experts on so many different topics. Um, And the one big topic is something that you're experiencing right now. And that is kind of the transition to adulthood. So maybe we should start this discussion with kind of an explanation. Jawanda, can you kind of explain adult transition? So the process of kind of preparing a child that's on an IEP for that further education and employment that would happen after high school. So what happens in school and then what happens after?
1: Well, under federal law, the school district is supposed to start working with families. Uh, Federal law says by the age of 16, some states say, like the state we live in, it's supposed to be by the age of 14, where there are identified transition goals that you are working on to help uh, individuals with disabilities transition to adult life. Um, So you're supposed to start identifying things. I don't know many places where that actually happens, okay? Right. Um, But they're supposed to start identifying um, based on what the person, in our case, what Rachel wanted to do. Um, So you're supposed to and put in place and put in that IEP. Let's look at the classes we need to take. Let's look at the other opportunities. What are opportunities in our district? Who are the other players that need to be involved? Um, There are organizations like vocational rehab, um, other things like that that should be invited to meetings because they are players that help um, see to it that this person transitions to adult life and can be meaningfully competitively employed Um, because that's the goal for most of us is to have meaningful, competitive employment. Um, so for Rachel, we Rachel started doing a PowerPoint in her IEP meetings when she was in the fifth grade. And um, Ashley kind of joked with me and said that I told her that when Jack was five, she needed to get started on adult life then and it was too late, okay? It, it's really true. Our families need to start when our kids are really cool. and because what you do when your child is two, three, four, five is going to impact where they're going to be when they're 22, 25 years old. And we felt it like it was really important. We always started IEP meetings with our mission statement for Rachel. It changed some through the years. It became hers through the years. Like when she started doing the PowerPoints, and this is what I'm talking about when I say it should be driven by this person with the disability. So Rachel then wanted to be a teacher. So in her PowerPoint, she would say, I want to be a teacher. <laughs> so we're all, and that changed. And there's a story about that. If y'all want to hear it later, why and how that changed. But when she's got in her PowerPoint, the things she likes to do and wants to do, you know, both socially, personally, And um, employment wise, it's kind of hard for an IEP team to argue with you because it's what she wants. It's not mom saying that's what Rachel wants. It's Rachel saying, this is what I want. So we started that early and that did help us, especially in high school with some of our class choices. Um, And then, um, so the school district can keep students, can have students with disabilities until they're 21 years old. So a lot of school districts have post-secondary programs for students, um, for, it's called 18 to 21 year old program. They call them different things in different places. Every school, some school districts do a really good job with that and some school districts do a really bad job with that. Uh, for our family, it was motivated by a couple of things that we chose to graduate at 18 with Rachel's class. Um, the biggest motivator for us was Rachel had always been fully included. She was part of her class she knew it was time to graduate and go to college and she wanted to be like her friends and so that's what we did. The other reason was we did not think the program that our school district offered for Rachel was a good option and the programs offered it maybe for someone else but it was not a good fit for what she needed. Yeah. Rachel also wanted to go to college so they are supposed to explore all these options with you, and there should be transition specialists and classes and goals related to that. Some of our big goals related to that had to do with self determination, and um, we had some goals written in to help Rachel with safety, cyber safety, um, how to ask for help if she didn't know if something was safe that she found on the internet or gotten an email, and she's. Pretty good about that. Yes. We, um, so we did that. We actually turned that into writing and reading goals uh-huh. because I said it's that just makes sense. It's a natural kind of thing. Um, then we had, I'm trying to think of some of the other goals we had. I can't remember. I'm blank on that. But yeah. the school district is supposed to help with that transition to adulthood. And all of these agencies, you're all supposed to work together and you're listeners and viewers may be surprised to know that many if not most districts don't do a very good job with that and it is not entirely the school district's fault though there are so many players and and it's very hard to get everybody to the table and in fact we have a transition bill of rights task force here in kansas that was started Um, in large part because of testimony from me and some other people about the debacle transition is in the state of Kansas. Not on the school districts. I mean, they have their part, but there's a lot of other agencies. So that I'm not even sure that answered your question. Well, no, it does entirely. And, you know, I'll tell you, because we've talked so much about relationships
0: together. And because I preach so much about communication and relationships, I think a big problem with transition is, That we do have all of those different players from the different state agencies and local agencies and uh, former employers and all those people but it's not a team that's used to working together because each one of those teams has different people from different places and so i think a key to transition planning is meeting more frequently particularly it's you know meeting once a year as an iep team is just so crazy to me anyway Um, But you know, if you're planning a transition with all these different people, it takes you a second to get to know people and for people to feel comfortable. You know, kind of pushing a team on one issue or another. So that's just one tip that I have. But yes, that answers my question and more. Um, And Rachel, we're lucky because you are an expert on adult life because you're our self advocate here. So why don't you tell us what you've been doing since you graduated from high school?
2: After I graduated from high school, I had a graduation party, the best part
1: we had. Um, Hello, I'm gonna interrupt her a second. When we worked on this, I had somebody else help her work on her answers and I said, you know, we it to be Rachel's answers. Yes. Well we had to make some changes because there was like an entire page just on the graduation party yeah. and we said we do not have time to spend a whole page on a graduation party so you got to talk about something else so oh uh, okay. that's funny I I would like love it. That.
0: must have been a good party
2: uh, it was Mass. <laughs> of people come and and mass of people come and come and mass of people make gifts to my ABLE account. I had to write a a lot and a lot of thank you letters. Thank you notes and letters, yes. Um, I got accepted, I got accepted letter from my college at Missouri State in They accepted me a fair power program, fair power program, it got me, yeah, I see more Um, I got the, I got the UB's rainbow scholarship. My college started in January. So I had an interview at all of Garden. They actually hired me to be a hostess.
0: And then how long did you go to college?
2: I was going to say that. In the okay, go. Keep,
1: keep going. I said the
2: next page, right? So Quick.
1: Okay, good. She has a Mac and (laughs) we did her stuff on my laptop and it's not all lining up exactly right. So, oh, I see. I see. All right. So, please continue, Ms. Rachel.
2: Um, I went to college about three semesters.
1: Uh, I worked at Off Garden and I was at home. Part of the time. She did not work at Olive Garden at school. That was just when she was home. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. My my hit. I had
2: to come home. We did. We decided I would not go back to college. But that was hard. But I miss college the most. I love being a. I love being a bear and I love being a college schooler then I did pocket search. um it's a it's a industry-based program I love it here okay I, like you, dear. I love it they were, happy, they, they were helping me to work for a job that I work for a career I work I work at Olive Garden Olive Garden I got my job. I got a job interview, and I got an- another job with KC Casey here in El Um, but it's our our professional soccer team that we really love. I- I'm a I- I'm a fan services associate.
1: Associate. She worked her first shift Saturday night.
2: My Saturday,
0: yes. Was it good? Yes. That do you like soccer? Yes. Okay, good. I don't like soccer, so that wouldn't be a great job for me, but I'm happy that you got that next job too. Well
2: I love soccer. Um, okay, good. I um I used to uh off maybe off topic, but I, I I used to play soccer um um up here both both places in Memphis, Tennessee, Ramas Bournemouth. Okay, here in Tampa, Kansas.
0: Okay. Hey, I'll tell you a funny story about soccer. It's also a little off topic, but that's okay. We go off topic. Um, my Jack, I told you he's crazy. So we, my husband and I, we used to coach Jack in soccer. And so you need, when you have little kids coaching soccer, you need a coach and an assistant coach because all the kids are a little crazy, but Jack is like next level crazy. And so Jack would kick the ball and we'd get so excited. Everybody would get excited because he kicked the ball. And then every single time he kicked the ball, he would just keep running and he would run to a playground that was like three soccer fields away. (laughs) And then I would go chasing after Jack and then Brandon, my husband, Uh would have to coach a bunch of little kids all by himself without an assistant coach because I was busy chasing Jack on the playground. (laughs) So that's why I don't like soccer. Cause to me, it was just running after Jack all the time. <laughs> that's funny, isn't it? Yes. So I like being a college girl, just like you. And I wish I could still be a college girl. Let's talk about, I'm so happy that you got that college experience, Rachel. And there are so many um, college programs now that are wonderful. And there are places like Ruby's Rainbow that give people scholarships so that they can access college, which is so wonderful. What did you love about college?
2: So, uh, of course, uh, I love college. Um, Also, um, and trust me, I got some help with this. Um, I love being being a pain woman at college. I love going to live church at Springfield, Springfield, Missouri. I also love being involved in things at college makes like student activity cancel. I also like being involved in the fine is a Bible study we do at back at college. It, 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 that's also what I'm gonna say next my Bible study. Um we do things too. Um we also love about college being a health member. Um but the other thing is is with my friends by my sorority house. Uh, I, I love, I love dinner halls, but also just really hard, actually, I love desserts in pasta. At all the food of the dining hall. Oh,
0: yeah. Desserts and pasta. What's not to
2: love? Trust me. We're trying to watch. <laughs> um, uh, I also love making new friends. Can you hang out with my friends? Of course. Can you hang out with well, friends and make some new friends? Who is nice to you? Yes. Um, I love going to the movies and plays with my uh, ambassadors and new and, and friends. I also loved uh, going to the gym, working out. Of course, we went to work out. Uh, Also, being a part of SGA—that's that's that thing for student government. We love it. I love it. I miss it so much. I really love it so much. Um, I would say bear power senior at student government.
0: You know, Rachel, the, it's so neat that you had all of those experiences, and I know it was hard to, to make the decision to come home when COVID hit, um, mm-hmm. but I like to look at, the, look at the bright side to find the positive, and there are so many things that you learned in just a year and a half at college that you can do forever in your adult life. You know, it might not be student government because now you live a grown-up life, but there's all kinds of places for you to have leadership. And it might not be a sorority, but you had that sorority experience. You learned how to make friends in an organized way. And now you can go join some other club. You know, my mom's retired and she has a garden club and a book club and a Bible study and all of these organized ways to make friends. Um, So the lessons that you learned in college, I think are really important lessons that will help you as an adult, right? Yes, and I love
2: that is to be, that's not like what the college for says our to show us to be more independent and that so warned that you know white people are different, that sometimes people don't go to college, they do go to college, but sometimes people may not graduate from college, and that's okay. It's that we still be happy if we still be at home. Even if we're missing college, we still would be happy to be home.
0: That's right. I graduated from college over 20 years ago, and I still miss college, and that's okay too, right?
2: Like me, I I miss it too. But we're going go move forward. Like I said before, go move forward, move on. Don't worry about other things. Focus on the on the now. That's that's I warned from my internship. I my internship I did public service. I warned if I just stick in the now.
0: Dick in the now. Oh, Rachel, you are so wise. Thank you. You are so, you're welcome. I'm sure that while you were in college, you had some challenges. Um, Can you tell us some of the challenges that you had while you were in college?
2: While I was away, I miss all of my friends back at home. Me FaceTime is not to watch. I have Snapchat, of course. I have Snapchat and watch.
1: Sneak peek of her daily life. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, you know, we're gonna go with that. We don't have to tell you why about that. Okay. Um, um, Something was really hard. Something was really hard. Something was really hard. When I was after college, I loved my favorite, my favorite dog here at house. Her name was Dua at this home, at, 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 at my home, at my house. She was, she was old oh. and she died while I was at college. That made, that made me really sad. Oh, yes. I had problems with, I had some problems with my basement roommates. I ended up in a human by myself, but that was really hard. Yeah. The next year, the next year, my human more were what lot, lot better What happened. They helped me to become a human woman. I helped a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they buy me to do a tons of things, like with, um, we did face masks really fun to get me one for my um of course I tell you more um um it, and even my birthday trip well birthday trip with, with my my meat my my, my Hattie who had a birthday and by me and my inmates uh, to go to the uh, to prison and say her birthday. Uh sure was-, it was really hard. Because I could eat all the pasta. Like I said before, it was hard to eat the pasta and eat dessert that I all minded.
0: <laughs> but that's not healthy to eat all the pasta and dessert. Yes,
2: I agree with you, here. <laughs> um, I did not like say by myself evidenum. But but sometimes I do not have anyone to sit with. Right. I say I stay up too late and I have a hard time keeping up some tips.
1: Mm. <laughs> um, she's a not owl. Oh no. I'm a
2: proud I, I'm a proud of myself, but I want to call campus safety. It, it, to, to go places may I couldn't find anyone to do things. I will go by myself. <laughs> and sometimes, but sometimes I have my bathroom to take me. I love my bachelor's, she's also my friend, she's my bachelor's. Um, we are still, we're still friends and we always text and of course, snapchat back and forth. Awesome. Um, okay. Uh, the last part, um, the best, the best thing at college, but the best thing at college is I got to meet my wonderful boyfriend Timothy. We were both Missouri State, Missouri State Bears. He was. also a big Razorback fan, just like me. I am glad we're all common and that we, we love our relationship, and we are now Bear together.
0: Oh man, you both love the Razorbacks. You're both Missouri State Bears. I mean, it's a match made in heaven. He's from um, Rogers, Arkansas.
2: He lives in Rogers, Arkansas. It's perfect.
0: Oh boy. Rachel, isn't there some kind of pig call or hog call or something? <laughs> you don't have to do it. No. No, okay. If you're
2: <laughs> in <laughs> there. <laughs> so we have our own, our own Missouri State call.
0: Oh, a Missouri State, State a call. call. Oh, yeah,
2: oh, oh it's, it's my bird.
0: It's probably not nearly as good as the hog call. I
2: I, I actually want to be mixed to that song on YouTube.
0: Okay. (laughs) I I think your mom might have you doing the hog call on Facebook if anybody's interested.
2: M-O-U-R-S-I, Missouri State University. I don't think
1: you spelled that right, but (laughs) you?
2: I wasn't paying attention. uh, 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 Because because uh, I I knew of an honor song being seen. Oh, that's
1: cool. I like it. Rachel has lots of school spirit.
0: I love it. I had school spirit. And, you know, something that you said is something that I had to do too, Rachel, because my school didn't have great sports, but I like sports. So I would just go by myself. Um, And so I love that you learned to make your own fun by yourself. And then if it was dangerous, you would call campus safety for, a help or a ride back so, mm-hmm. so that it was safe for you to get around by yourself that's really smart
2: stuff yeah, there it, it was really small idea because um, they were great people because um, of course I did some internships on your too and um, of course they you know took me to my my um, internships of course there was I still have my number still actually I'm a phone still have that um, so they were great. Uh, presentation. I, I missed that so
0: yeah that's awesome you know so one of the things that we talk about when we talk about adult life is um kind of all the different areas of adult life you know and I Christy Gregg is an incredible expert um that's here in the Cincinnati area she worked for our local Down syndrome association for years she created something called an aging toolkit and then that, she talks about five different pillars of adult life. So she talks about independent living, social life, medical decision-making, medical health, um, employment, and transportation, which is something that we really have to plan for and, and that a lot of people don't think about until it's right upon them. Um, Jawanda, I know... Um, To me, as I'm planning things in IEP meetings, I think the hardest thing to get data on, to get assessments on and information, um, is this independent living idea. And an idea, it says independent living. I think you and I both agree that there are so many different um, options that are available for people to live independently or with an Um, an appropriate amount of independence for them. Um, And so I don't think, you know, independent living means this, or it means this. I think it means what's right for the person. Um, I wonder if you could share any experiences or ideas about insight that you got that helped you to kind of decide what was the right independent living situation for, or living situation for Rachel,
1: both now and then into the future. Um, Yeah, uh, we're in the middle of that, as you know. So um, one disclaimer I want to say is I do think people, especially people outside of our disability community, um, and sometimes people in that community, when we say independent, that doesn't mean that Rachel can go out and do everything without help. Right. Rachel has a circle of support and wraparound supports and will always need those things to be independent. And um, that is one of the challenges with some programs is they measure independence against maybe what people think typical people should be able to do. And I mean, one of the things we advocate for a lot is that Rachel has to have wraparound supports. Um, we wanted Rachel to have a college experience because we had really good college experiences. And while I know that there's a lot of danger on college campuses, you can find danger anywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: And we felt like call and Rachel wanted to go to college. Yes. And. We really felt like there's just a lot of things that we can't teach her in our own home that you can only figure out when you're out on your own. And that being in a college program, while she didn't have 24 hour supports and didn't need that support, it was a way to kind of test those waters. And we learned a lot. We learned some things that we needed to work on. And we have started working on some of those things more. Rachel learned some things, which I think, um, you know, you've asked her about some of that, but Rachel doesn't like to ask for help. And so that's a real challenge for her. And um, we just learned some things that we, just things that you didn't think about necessarily. And, And I'm gonna give a silly example, medicine. Rachel takes a couple of medicines, not life threatening, <laughs> allergies for some um, skin issues that she has, but sh- she needs to take them. But if she doesn't take them, she's not gonna die, okay? Oh, yeah. right. So from the time, she, sometime in high school, we set it up so she had um, reminders on her phone, but her medicine is kept in the kitchen by our dishes because she takes her medicine at meals. Well, when she went to college, when I would go to visit, I would find pill bottles that hardly any pills were out of. So I knew she wasn't taking her medicine. And, yeah. I, and we, that little change in routine was enough that we had a really hard time establishing that routine again there. She did set her alarms on her clock and that helped. But she's now that she's home or medicine's back in the same place she never forgets to take her medicine it's the little things that you don't plan through so but we thought college was a good opportunity for us to test those waters and i i do believe that was probably a wise decision what was the other part of your question about going forward i think that's i think that's really wonderful you know something that
0: i know that was that was the answer that i was looking for um And, you know, like what's tie that with your response to the last question where you said she's going to always need support. So we all, when we change our environment, when we get a new job, when we move, when we have a new baby, when those changes happen, I mean, any change in my life, my hair starts falling out in clumps. I am not good with change. Um, So I forget stuff like that all the time. But the interesting piece when we're planning for our adult children that have disabilities is they need that support. And so it's all the communication that has to go around how we're going to make a plan, how we're going to implement the plan, who's going to implement the plan, all of those pieces. And that's a lifelong commitment. I mean, that's not something that you could say, okay, now that's in place. Now I get to sit back and and relax. Um, and I think it's really important for people to understand that things are constantly evolving and changing, but all of that yields a better Rachel. and that's the cool thing. Rachel, you had those great experiences and you and, and you were able to give us two pages of notes of what you learned and what you loved and all of that wonderful experience. So, you know all of those struggles, they they really turned into something good, didn't they?
2: Yes,
1: yes. Um Ashley, I do want to say you said that uh, something about there being lots of options for independent living, and there are and there aren't. Well, depending on where you yes. live, you have limited options. And uh, depending on if you have money, you have limited options because a lot of the options are expensive. There's a lot of private pay places now. Uh, that many of us ordinary people can't afford, and then people—you cannot impress upon families enough the importance of finding about about home community-based waiver services in your state, because there's wait lists in many states. I don't know about the state you're in, Ashley, but in Kansas we have a 10-year wait list. Ours is about the same. yeah Yeah, we can't some sites it's 13 some sites there's no wait list but that's the exception not the rule and that is how you get supports through um medicaid waiver services which we don't want to get into that but families need to go find out about those services and get on those lists because they're going to need those for help when for their individuals to be independent so agree, agree entirely and that's really it's a
0: really good thing to mention when I was saying that I meant you know I, I would never want somebody to think that I only think that people with that adults should live outside of their homes not with their families or only in some kind of facility or something like that there's so many different
1: many, uh, placement options many many options and far more than anyone has ever had before us so yes. we you know, and we pave the path for people that come behind us, we hope. But we absolutely have so many more options than other people had. Are we going to come back and talk about transportation? Yes, we sure are. Oh. All right. Um, I like it. My next question for
0: Rachel, though, another pillar is employment. And. Rachel, I think one of the things that we think about when we're planning in school is the skills that we need to be a good employee. Um, So I'm curious, what skills have you learned? What skills were taught to you that make you a good employee, that make you good at your job? I'm sure that you've got some skills. I have more...
2: I've wanted to use my phone, reminders. I've wanted to to clock in and clock out. I want strategies to help me when I'm anxious. Hey, yes. um, when I want more, more to ask for help, I am friendly, I'm kind, I always smile, and I make people.
0: Rachel, I am so happy that you talked about strategies, that you've learned strategies to help you when you're anxious, because um, so many of us experience anxieties in everyday life. And if we don't know how to address them, um, we can't focus on the other things that are challenging in our lives. That's something that I'm actually working on with Jack right now. I just talked to a therapist and we're going to get started in some some stuff for that. So thank you. We, we can all um, be reminded to, to keep that in mind. Um, we touched on this a little bit, but I'm also curious about how COVID affected your plans. And the reason why I'm curious about this is because your mom wrote this really beautiful blog post about how you can go with the flow. Um, and so what I want to know is when COVID happened, how did you do that? How did you go with the flow so naturally? It,
2: it, this could be really funny. I, of course, this is a funny movie. Of course, I remember this in my internship also. It's just keep on swimming. Just keep on swimming. Keep on swimming. Like, you know, keep on swimming. Like finding what I would say. Keep on swimming. Like finding doors. Um, on the next scene and remember nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um
1: Hannah Montana.
2: God has to plan God has to plan on it for me because because God because God can do all things with you.
0: That is so great, Rachel. And you know, those are really important reminders for all of us. Did you watch the Olympics at all? Some. Not as much as me. So Caleb white, watching mm. it is late. I agree. Caleb Dressel is a swimmer and he had something on his Instagram yesterday with his whole schedule. And at the top of his schedule, he had little things like this written, you know, just keep swimming. That wasn't one of his things, but just uh-huh. little quotes that helped him to stay focused. And I think sometimes we make life so complicated. And I love that you say, just keep swimming. God has a plan. Those are really great things to remember. And I know that it was hard for you, but you did. You, you just kept swimming.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, and I want to you know, from my industry, of course, they, my, my amazing people I did with my internship was born at, she always said, just come up with me and be a rock star. I, I texted her and she said, just be a rock star, just come up with me. Mean. And that it isn't it, you know, to step up yourself, but you, it's, it's not, it's not going to be afraid that you can do all things of God, and God can be with you, even if you are afraid, but to not be afraid, because God will be with you.
0: That's right. God's got your back, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs>
0: Jawanda, let's let's move on to transportation. That's the next thing on our on our master plan here. What resources do you all use to access transportation?
1: Well, transportation's a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and we live. I've somehow got moved away over here. Where we live, we do not have good public transportation options. So we are right in the middle of trying to figure that all out. So right now, Rachel pretty much depends on us for her transportation. And um, we do, we looked into Uber, for example, to take her, we've tried to teach her to use that, but um, it is so cost prohibitive for her to take it to work, that it makes no sense. Uh, Funny we're talking about transportation because we just signed up for a program here in our city that I had been told about, Oh that is yeah oh my <laughs> is um that would give rachel rods in within the city limits for four and a half dollars each way oh and which is a good much better than the ride shares so but i'd heard mixed reports and one of the issues is safety and, um, not just cost, but safety. So it's set up for the elderly and people with disabilities. but long story short, we finally signed up for it and decided we'd try it. And I was told if I would call and schedule a ride that Rachel, you know, if I scheduled it, you know, ahead of time several days, that you know she should be able to get picked up for like work. So she had to be at the Olive Garden at five mm-hmm. yesterday, so we set it up for four thirty. They had not come at 4.45, so my husband took Rachel. <laughs> I call at 5.15, and I'm told that they don't know how long it's going to be. So I said, well, you can cancel the call. And they said, well, we don't guarantee a ride. We only have rides if they're available. No. Right. Take this stuff up, Ashley. So um, (laughs) then the taxi driver calls me 20 minutes later and says, I'll be there in six minutes. And I said, well, there's no need to come because if we'd waited on you. So here's a little advocacy in action. I sent an email last night to the mayor, all members of the city council and chair of our persons with disabilities advisory board outlining what had happened and said, if this were typical people, we would never do this to them. This is disrespectful. It's unacceptable to offer a program to check a box, because that's what it feels like, because if you can't have some simulance of a guarantee of time, it's a worthless program. Agreed. And I've already had a little action on that, so we'll see what happens, but um, some, through some of the Medicaid waivers, you can get transportation. We're not in a position to be able to do that at this point with our waiver. Um, there's another ride program, but again, you have to schedule it. And then you have to be ready 15 minutes before the window they give you. So if they say they're coming at 7.30, you have to be from, ready from 7.15 to eight o'clock and then if they don't come somebody which has happened to us so we're really struggling with transportation uh, there is another option here but and we're on a wait list for it that is a little better but i would say based on my friendships and relationships transportation is the biggest challenge i i would agree with you entirely And I think what's so
0: interesting about it is people might be more empathetic to it now because, um, I was talking to a friend about this that has, that's in a similar situation. And she said, you know, how like during COVID parents were trying to work and teach their kids and then work and provide, you know, all the different resources that our kids need exercise and take them to the park and try to whatever she said, Well, that's how we are all day long. We are constantly trying to run our son to his activities and do his work and do all of his places. And meanwhile, we're trying to work also. um, And that's really eye-opening. So maybe that will help legislators and other people in leadership understand that in order for adults with disabilities to to be in their communities, to work and access social, their, their medical appointments and social activities and that kind of stuff, They can't rely solely on their parents and their close circle to get them there. That's just ridiculous.
1: And I I think there's ways, there's some creative ways to address this. I know of a program in another state where they have a contract with a ride share. I think it's Uber, may not be. And they direct bill it to Medicaid and that's how the rides are provided. Oh. Um, Which is genius. Why? I mean, that seems like such an easy... And I'll bet you at the end of the day, less expensive than the other hoops you jumped through. But sure. transportation is really a, very much a struggle. Yeah, I think
0: Ohio used to have something like that. But that was before I was as involved as I am. But people sometimes reference it and talk about how it isn't in existence anymore. I mean, I'm in Kentucky. I know that we don't have it, but I'm two miles from Cincinnati. So I, I hear what Ohio's got, too. So that's transportation. We all know that's hard. Rachel, are you comfortable? And I know you did this in our last episode when we talked about policy making. Are you comfortable talking to us about your family's choice with medical decision making?
2: Okay. So we use <laughs> we use decision making. Uh, my parents have the power of attorney, so they can help me most be it make my decisions. But I want my mom and dad's input and, and sometimes my friends. My mom helps me to manage my prescriptions and doctors' appointments and insurance. I have really good friends who have been my friends for a long, long time. They help me to, I have good mentors. My Bethany Todd, who's from a church. Talking Bethany yeah. Keep going. Uh, Bethany, like that. Bethany, and Oksana, and, and Kendwyn. That
0: is awesome. So you use supported decision making. Um, and as you said earlier, when we were talking about college, you're your own guardian. And if you need help, you know that you've got people that you can rely on, right?
2: Yes yeah
0: i love it so we've talked about four pillars of adult life and now we get to the the one that's the most fun um but it's really important um and i know this might sound silly because i know that you're a social sally like your mom Mm -hmm. and i am also a social sally but why don't you tell my audience some of the things that you like to do with your friends
1: Okay, Rachel, you can answer this without looking at that. Uh-huh. What are some of the things you like to do with friends? Oh, that's at,
2: easy. Okay.
1: You, <laughs> that's that easy. You, okay. I knew it would be. Tell her some of the things you like to do. Okay, so. You oh, don't need that. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, what I'd like to do is to, um, of course, stay at my house, of course, to hang out with my friends. And, um, okay, to do, um, you know, go to, uh, go to see movies at Faded Park, we have down here, and, um, let see what to do. Um, you like to act.
1: What do you like to do with friends is what she's asking.
2: Oh, okay.
1: So, like to hang out. Mm-hmm. Yes. She likes to FaceTime and Zoom. Uh, what, what did we do during COVID, Rachel? Um, oh,
2: yeah. Okay. Um.
1: Did we host some?
2: Wait, wait, wait. Um, I hosted some, uh, uh summer dance parties, and we had a couple of backyard parties, like my birthday party. Fun. Um, oh, it, it was my birthday. We did the did in the backyard, and one day we did some parties when people in the backyard car and step too.
0: That's great.
2: Um. I also able to meet with friends in the parking lots, of ice cream places. Sometimes we do ice cream, sometimes we don't do that often.
1: During COVID, they would meet somewhere and they would drive separately. Jonathan or I would take Rachel, and they usually Jonathan, and they would take lawn chairs. My and, and spread out there. in the parking lot and walk through the drive through and get their ice cream or Sonic. Or they went to a park and oh, it, so she, and this was girls from church. And, and, and food too, I,
2: um, we, we got some, it was Monday, we got food at was one new place, we went to and we said, it's a parking spot, parking lot and we all opened our trucks and. Of course, boy was with us too, but Manu is here too. Oh, um, that's great. So of course we bought her, of course.
1: Um, and Rachel always does that when people ask her what she likes to do with friends. And she's so social, but she loves to go to movies. Yes. She loves to At go to- parties. She loves to go to theater. And we're fortunate to have a lot of live theater and a lot of it is back now. Uh, in fact, this week, uh, Rachel and I are going, because the girl that was supposed to take her has COVID, uh, we are going to our, one of our outdoor theaters to see some of her friends. Like I said before,
2: theater park, yep. uh, they have shows, and actually, uh, um, my friend took me to see Mama Mia for my birthday, and um, we, we did that before she had to be with this going on. Um, my birthday, and this show is big bit when Newsies. And this is the one we're going to see, Wednesday. Yeah, uh, that is, friends, yeah, using the show.
0: that's wonderful. I mean, and, and it's so nice. One time, um, somebody told me that they wanted their child to be interested and interesting because they thought that was this the um, secret to a healthy social life. and. So that you're a living example of, you're interested in theater and performing arts. And then that makes you interesting because Rachel, you and I could talk forever about shows that we have both seen and what you like about Mamma Mia and the music and that kind of stuff. And then that makes, that gives us a connection. Um, So I think that's a really great skill and and that's why it's so important for our health. Um,
2: We also like to watch. Of course, one of our my favorite movies we watched is High School Musical, of course, that's our favorite shows, and Hairspray is and her favorite.
1: Hairspray is her favorite show.
2: And High School, and also we've we'll been we'll be watching One of our new, our new favorites is called High School Musical of the Series. Okay. Oh, yeah, is it good? Our new favorite watch with Oksana, my friend. He used to be here with Marz Jones together. Why do you
1: watch it, with your boyfriend?
2: Oh yeah, uh, my last part of this. Um, so, uh, so, I usually uh, I talk to my boyfriend Timothy at night, like always. Uh, it's really fun to talk to him. Um, we, uh, most, we, 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 we sometimes watch friends. Mostly, sometimes. Mostly I was friends um, <laughs> at this time. So you see, uh, I will pause friends and turn off TV and FaceTime, so you see I don't play friends while, while we can be FaceTiming, but we sometimes we, I, I pause friends and I pause it and I turn it off and it's really, and we talk.
0: Oh, and that way you can hang out with Timothy. On FaceTime, yes. That is awesome. Hey, Rachel, I have enjoyed this so much, both of our conversations. Is there anything else that you would like to share?
2: Yes, okay. I, I can see right here. Okay. All right. So thank you for having Ashy. you. He's <laughs> so beautiful. So <laughs> thank you for having us on the team call. Um I I am Rachel. I have Down syndrome, but I'm not called Down syndrome. I'm Rachel, and I really love my wife. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Oh, Rachel, that was so great. I can't say it any better than you. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: No problem. It's amazing. to. Uh, I, I'm so glad we make a on it, to do this on Monday, and I'm just really happy for doing us tonight. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Ashley. Absolutely.
2: I got so a friend,